0: Welcome to the Gymscast, the official podcast of the Gyms Group, with nearly 4,000 franchisees across Australia, New Zealand and Canada, spread across household brands such as Gyms Mowing, Gyms Cleaning, Gyms Antennas, there's Gyms Everything. We are Australia's largest franchising family. If you want to see everything we do, head to gyms.net. My name is Joel Kleber and every week I'm joined by The Gym. Every week we sit down and discuss various topics relating to gyms, franchising, business, current affairs and even occasionally topics recommended by you. We also post weekly replays off our Facebook live stream, Ask Jim, where Jim answers your questions live on air. If you're interested in getting involved with that, head over to our Facebook page at 7 p.m. every Wednesday, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Please feel free to give us a rating and review. Every little bit helps the show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of We Talk with Franchisees from various divisions. With me is Rory Green from the Jim's Mowing Division. And Rory, if you don't follow him, he's very active on Instagram and YouTube and, and various things like that. And I watch his content quite a bit and it's fantastic. And he provides some great personality and no BS advice regarding the gyms Mining franchise itself and plus the services itself within the gyms Mining franchise. So, Roy, thanks for your time today.
1: Not a problem, Joel. Good to see you, mate.
0: No worries. And let's start with, first off, your, your journey in gyms. How did, what were you doing prior to gyms and how did this all come about?
1: Oh, okay. So... Uh... Previous to Jim's, uh, the last role that I was in was an area manager role in uh in, a, in the tire industry. And uh we moved over to Queensland, my wife, my son, and I, and uh I, I knew I wanted to have my own business. Uh I didn't know exactly what it was, but I knew I wanted to run something and I was tired for tired of uh hitting KPIs and working for someone else and and ticking all the boxes. Um And uh, did a bit of research and uh, stumbled across gyms. Uh, It it was pretty pretty straightforward, pretty quickly to me, uh, which division I was going to get into. But um, because I love being outside and I love mowing and gardening and stuff like that, so it was kind of I kind of fell into it though. I was just online, just searching, searching, and um, came across it on uh, on YouTube. Saw some testimonials and. Away we went.
0: <laughs> now, now could you we, did you research many brands, or was it just the Jim's Mowing one that stuck out for you?
1: No, no, I did, and um, it, it's pretty it's pretty easy to to go with gyms when you you do a bit of research into some of the other uh, franchise groups. I knew I wanted to join a franchise group just because being the first business um, I was going to have and run, I wanted to make sure it was. Um, I was going to get some help and support along the way. I looked into a couple of other. The, couple of the other guys like um VIP and um I can't even remember the other one, a local one here called Andrews Mowing Service. Mm. Oops and um Jim's just stood out head and shoulders above the rest. So um I jumped on board.
0: Now who is who is your franchise or was is it the same franchise or as what you start with?
1: Yeah it is, yeah. Brendan raggett Brendan,
0: Brendan Raggett, oh, good fellow. Yeah,
1: good bloke, yeah. Yeah. So that's Kiwi, that's a- but you can't hold that against him.
0: Now, something you said that I think is really, really smart and important is that it's your first business and you said you want to use the franchise for your first business, whereas a lot of other people go, you know, why well, pay fees, you know, do it yourself, do a few letter box letter box drops and away you go. And I watched your content online where you talk similar about that sort of stuff. So maybe do you want to go into a bit of detail about the, the pros and cons of maybe starting as an independent for your first business as opposed to using the franchise to help leverage yourself into your first business better?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure the independent model works. Uh, for a lot of people, especially if you're in an area where you've, you've either you've grown up in the area and you've got a lot of contacts, um, a lot of family and friends in the area. You, you can leverage that into to starting out as, as an independent, but, um, it's a lot of work. If you're new to the area, especially new to the state and you're, um, you don't know anyone other than your immediate, your immediate family. um, the support you get initially uh, makes it so much easier like exactly what you said if you were starting out you'd have to uh, do all your own marketing and and real marketing if you wanted to get a real client base and and, and a real brand uh, in the area you'd have to fork out for uh, all your marketing you'd have to be doing your old school letterbox drops and door knocking and uh, uh, you'd you'd probably want to have someone running your social media uh, for you. And it, it's, it, it just seemed, for, um, for me, the amount I'd have to put in for the return I'd get, I'd be better off buying a franchise and having all that done. Um, not all of it, but having a majority of that stuff done for me, uh, do uh, along the with that the support.
0: People seem, seem to think that, you know, they say, because I, the, I do a lot of the advertising for inquiries, right? So I see all the time, you know, why pay fees? Why make Jim rich, whatever? you know, you go do it yourself. And they literally say, you know, do a couple of letterbox drops and don't pay too any fees and away you go. Like, do you find it surprising away you go. that people have that? That's what they say. Do you find it surprising <laughs> that But that's sort of the general consensus? Let's say with franchising in general. Um, yeah. In regards to that.
1: Yeah. Look, I mean, I've, I tell everyone, everyone that asks me that they always follow up. The next, the first question is what do you do? The second question is what, what about the fees? What are the fees like? And so if, I would spend more money, on a monthly basis on marketing myself out of my own pocket, then I pay for fees on a monthly basis. And that covers everything, uh, including my leads, individual lead fees that come through on that invoice that I get monthly. I'd spend probably uh, one and a half to twice that on, um, on my own marketing and I'd still be building the brand two and a half years in to a point where, ah, you're not going to have anywhere near the um, the, the footprint or the brand recognition um, than than you get with gyms. It's it's it, it's really a no-brainer for me. But everyone's different, you know. Some people some people want to go down the independent route, and that's that's cool.
0: Yeah, I can understand the sort if franchising in general at the moment. Unfortunately, for the last couple of years, because of the more retail-based ones, where there's been a lot of horror stories. Let's say with let's say Domino's Pizza or something, and they run a Current affair or today tonight piece, you know, franchising in general. And, you know, it's unfortunately gets lumped in all in the one sort of space because that's the question we always see, you know, why pay fees? Why pay fees? But as you said, when you work it out to actually what you you should be doing as an independent business with a website, let's say social media, PPC, these type of things, compared to with your weekly, if you work out weekly or monthly fee, the, the far cheaper option is doing what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure and we're not the difference between uh jim's group model franchise and i'm pretty sure um, most of the other ones is uh, we don't give a percentage of our um, profits to jim we have a set fee um and uh i'm not talking just within the the, the mowing or the service-based industry uh you know dominoes and subways and boosts and all these guys they give a percentage so the more money what they make, the more money they're given away to, uh, to their, their franchise or their, you know, their head of their division. Um, whereas we just got that set fee.
0: Now, was it something, did you, when you moved to Queensland, was it something where you took up a job there then decided to do this because of your young family or was it something where you moved there totally new to start a business from scratch?
1: That come so <laughs> I took a job and um, lied to them and told them that I was going to hang around for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I I told them, um, I, I got, I come over here and I just started working in a, uh, a wattle, um, paint shop as the assistant manager. I took a step back from what I was doing, but I knew I was on my, on my way out, uh, from, from being employed by, um, for working for someone else. So I just took that on for a while, um, while I did the research and, um, and gathered all the information. And then uh, in the last six months, I started accumulating all the tools I needed for the business and just use that, use the the, used the job that I got as a stepping stone um, into into working for myself.
0: And how was the first week? Do you recall the first week of, of the franchise itself?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard this story about the trailer axle? <laughs> I
0: watched a bit of yours, but I haven't seen it heard about the trailer axle. So go for it. <laughs>
1: um, so on my first day, I, um, I went out to a job for uh, a young a young um, university student that had uh, she was renting a place and it was so overgrown it was probably about half an acre of um, of grass and uh, and palm trees so the grass was like waist height and uh, the palm fronds were all like underneath all this grass so I spent all day there uh, cleaning up palm fronds and and just. Uh, Whipper snipping or grass cutting the um, the the grass down to a manageable height. Anyway, I filled up the trailer. Um, I was on my way home. Had a really good uh, profit um, uh, out of that. Uh, I called my my wife and I was like, I'm I'm on on the way home, babe. Um, you know, awesome day, great first day. I hung up the phone. I turned out of their street and my axle snapped on my trailer and the uh, passenger side tire just started overtaking me. <laughs> and um, and uh, I got a tow truck um, come and got me, got the trailer fixed up and on the road the next day. But while I was standing there, I was like, Oh no, I'm, I'm going to have to go back and work for someone else. I'm, this is going to cost a fortune. I'm screwed. But got it fixed. Um, had to have one day off. Uh, hit the road the, the following day and um, haven't looked back. <laughs> but it was an interesting first week.
0: What a way to start. I know we've had another franchisee called Dan Cahill and um, there was a video online of him when he went to turn and he flipped and the ride on come flying out the road in his first two weeks but now he's flying as well so.
1: Oh spewing. Maybe those
0: incidences <laughs> in the early days it's its a—it's a going to bigger and better things.
1: Yeah man, struggle breeds greatness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Now now, with your business itself at the moment, how long have you been currently going for?
1: Uh, two and a half years. Two and a half Start years. Started in so, May 2018.
0: Which is a great sort of milestone because you've just done the first year, which is your first 12 months got through that, and now you're sort of in a phase where you can sort of, you know, really, let's say, focus on building a business or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so what are your plans for that?
1: So uh, it was only a couple of weeks ago I spoke to Brendan, my franchisor, about uh, uh, doing a split uh, so we're looking at doing our first split for the business which um, for the people that don't know is just selling off a portion of my clients and territory um, to uh, to condense the area uh, I've moved out of the territory that I was in so um, we're gonna sell off that territory sell off uh, 20 or thirty clients there and uh, move further out to where we are now and um, yeah I'll just keep doing that every every sort of uh, I'd say 18 to 24 months mm. and uh, do it that way. I don't, I don't really feel like uh, at this stage I want to get employees and grow that way. I think I'd rather just uh, keep splitting off the business and make a nice, tidy little profit every, every couple of years.
0: That's a good point actually. Cause you have some in, yeah, you have some in the ladder camp who want to put on employees and scale up and then keep taking leads to, to, you know, to get those business that way, or you can do the sole operator, mm-hmm. but you can keep building up clients and then selling them off, selling them off. If That's what you prefer. You don't want to be yeah. dealing with employees or subcontractors.
1: Dude, I've been an employee. I've been a young employee. I know what sick days are, and you know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, time. No. Yeah, so, we, so, I, so with splits, so is it something with the with the customers? Do you want to maybe go into that? Is it how do you pick what customers for the split? Is it just purely location based for you, or
1: how are you doing? Yeah, uh, it's 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 location based for me. Uh, so my my territory is Bridgem Beach. And I'm just going to take uh, that and uh, there's another suburb which is just nearby as well. I'm just going to take all those clients and um, and do a split with those. Just just purely location, yeah.
0: And what about the training? Did you, did you come to the gyms? You would have come to Gyms HQ uh, for the training itself. Do you remember that experience much?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. It was good. Um, uh, what I remember the most was um, uh, the... Uh, the the days i can't remember if it was the 2 or 3 days. i think it was the the uh the, the 3 days dedicated with just the mowing guys yeah um that was where we got a lot of hands on um experience on repairs and maintenance um plant and weed identification quoting uh hanging out with all the guys um and uh listening to mike davenport uh, waffle on up there for <laughs> <laughs> no, he's loves, a good bloke. He <laughs> loves it, loves it Mike. He's missing he's missing oh, yeah. it at the
0: moment. Big time. Oh, I man. bet he is. I yeah. bet he is. Yeah, Mike Des does the whole I think Des would have done the horticulture yeah, Ben Ward. Yeah. Um, who does quoting and stuff like that. I can't remember who did the trailer session with Jason maybe who done the uh the equipment.
1: yeah, I can't remember. I, I my biggest um the benefit I got the most out of it was definitely Des coming in and uh and, and going through being a qualif- qualified um horticulturalist. He uh he helped us out no end, I think.
0: Yeah, have you done the have you done the course yet, or is it something you have added to your business, the horticultural certificate? Or
1: nah, no, no, no. Uh, and look, I, I do minimum garden work, um, mainly uh, trimming and um, uh, and and you know hedging and stuff like that. But I haven't had a haven't had a need for it, no. Mm.
0: And what about the gym group training itself for three days? Did you did you know there was a gym first of all before coming down?
1: I did. Mm. I did. I didn't know that. Um, I didn't. Expect. When he was in the room, he was in there for like five minutes standing in the corner. I had no idea who he was. <laughs> he looked more like Monty Burns than Jim. I had no idea. And then when he got up and started talking and um, talked about a minute, and I was like, oh, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> this is the dude. <laughs>
0: this is the original. Hmm. What stood out for you from those three days, though, from there? So we obviously got the mowing lunch, which is fantastic as well, but the three days itself, which is a bit of a cram course, a crash course in the ethos and the business.
1: Um, what? Sorry, what? what stood what's out the question?
0: for the three days from those sessions.
1: I think um, talking to oh, I can't remember the all tra- oh, the trainers' names. Um, I'm shocking. Uh, like that but um one of the uh, ladies came in and um did a lot on accounting and bookkeeping would have been Nicole which was
0: maybe i think or someone else
1: yeah yeah um which was my uh week suit uh, when it comes to the business and um i took away a lot now i was just taking notes for. um i think she was up there for a good couple of hours uh one whole session between like breakfast and lunch and um i was just writing everything down actually uh Recorded most of it on my phone as well.
0: <laughs> now with now with your so first week back up, you leave the training, you go back up. Can you and you obviously had that first day from you know just mm. welcome, welcome to doing your own business. How was your progression from there in the first couple of months?
1: Uh, it was look, it was a bit of a blur. The first the first couple of months, um, I was just taking on uh, as much stuff as I possibly could. Uh, some jobs that looking back on now, I probably wouldn't have the need to, to try and do. <laughs> but yeah. when you're first starting out, um, I was just getting a handle on, um, uh, on, on physical. I, I was getting my, um, I was getting my physical, um, fitness back for sure after having an office job for so long. And those first couple of months were crazy on the, on the body. I thought I was fit. I was like <laughs> lifting weights and running and stuff. And then I went out there on a snipper for a day and had to hack down a paddock and I just about died.
0: <laughs> That's a great point. I remember, you saw, I remember watching a video and you did say that about with trial days, for example, obviously you say come on a trial day, but you almost said come on a trial week because of the toll on the body, which is a really important point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, you go out, uh, I've had, I've had two fellas come out with me and uh, I probably should have pushed them a lot harder, but I picked easier days so that they wouldn't slow me down in the field. Mm. Um, two guys that came out and did, um uh, did a day in the field. And, um, one guy, he did uh, three lawns and he was killed over on the fence, <laughs> nearly, nearly vomiting. And, um, <laughs> and uh, I, I, that's why I think if you, you know, if you um, string a few days, maybe come out for three, four days, even a week, it'll definitely benefit because you don't know what it's really like until you're halfway through a big job. And you're just going, wow! I've bitten off more than I can chew here. <laughs> yeah,
0: you definitely don't see any overweight mowing franchisees, and if you do that, no. <laughs> you start off that way, then a couple of months later, it's the best. It's the best fitness training program going around, I reckon, by mowing franchise.
1: Oh yeah, it's crazy. It's good for you. you get That's plenty ha- of vitamin D. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So, how did you deal with the or well, the body? Then, as you said, you just took your time to get adjusted, just push through it, and as you found, let's say work fitness, you got more work fit as you went. yeah yeah.
1: Well it's amazing too. the of stuff that, um, that, that cleared up. Like I was having issues with, um, herniated discs and stuff back in Perth from just footy and lifting weights and all that sort of stuff. And um, then sitting down in a car and driving to work, sitting in an office after a few months of getting match fit again, out in the, uh, in the field mowing, um, it all went away. All the aches and pains, the, the, um, Slip discs, only had discs, uh, it's amazing what it does for you, getting out su- and just um, staying mobile. Well,
0: that's surprising hearing that because you'd think it'd be the opposite, wouldn't you, if you had a mm. back back issue, whereas you are no. saying because of the movements and that sort of stuff, is maybe loosened you up a bit and now no more an issue.
1: Yeah, yeah, you loosen up. Everything like, like my hips all loosened up and my lower back loosened up and uh, it's been the best thing I did was, was get into this mowing game
0: there's another benefit for the franchisors to put loosen you up as a, as a tick benefit on the, um, the benefits list when we do it, but that's a great one. I've never heard it before. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that as well. So in, in, in your, in your stuff, when you're talking about new franchisees coming on board, you have some great advice, I reckon about taking everything you can, whereas a lot of people want to start and pick and choose and not do that. Maybe you want to talk about how you built your business up really quickly and the, the, the um, attitude you took or the method you took for doing that.
1: Yeah, well just doing just that, taking on as much as you can. Um, I probably uh looking back on it probably underquoted a bit on uh on my initial work, but it was to it was done on purpose to get the foot in the door and, and get as much work as you possibly can. When you hear about uh, I've had I've had uh franchisees tell me that, you know, there's not enough work and that they're um they're getting all these leads, but they're just tire kickers and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, uh, you've, you've got to want to work in this industry. You've got to like to get out there and, uh, and get your sweat on. Cause uh, it's, it is, it is hard work. It's hard. yakka Um, so I just went as hard as I could. Um, cause I knew it was the middle of winter, it was the start of winter when I started um, the business. So I figured while it's cool, cooler in Queensland, um, take on as much as I can, get match fit, ready for summer. And then um, I'd have a client base uh, big enough that I wouldn't have to take on all these big clearing jobs and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But you've got to get in. Got to, you got When you're starting out early, any new franchisee that's looking at this um, and getting into this industry, you've got to be willing to hit the ground running.
0: Do you want to explain the role of the franchisor? So a lot of people outside of gyms won't know what the term franchisor means. But do you want to maybe explain a bit what your franchisor is and what it, what he does for you?
1: Yeah. So um what? Uh, Brendan is my franchisor. He's he's a he's a great bloke. Um, definitely like a mentor, a uh, teacher. Um, uh, most franchisors have been franchisees, so um they know. You know, they know what you go through on a daily basis um, so you just lean on them like you like you would um, like you would any sort of um, mentor but, but that's how, that's how I look at it anyway and um, uh, any support you need for for doing anything with the business like selling a split that I'm doing um, looking at purchasing more territory uh, any any queries you got franchise or should. Um, be able to answer them for you, and um, and help you out as best they can.
0: And one thing I want to talk about quickly about you had a you said you had a you like for gardening and like for mowing and stuff before. What about this this skills? Was there any other ever job you came across that you weren't sure about? How'd you go about tackling that?
1: Yeah, um, I hadn't had much experience in in landscaping, uh, so um, I. I just sort of took on the, the, the real easy stuff, um, putting together garden beds, um, with, you know, easy, um, easy materials, just screws and nails and, (laughs) and basic ground level garden beds and stuff like that. But, um, I think the best thing you can do is talk to other franchisees that are, that have got more experience uh, than you do. And even, uh, I haven't had to do it yet, but a couple of guys have hit me up and said, um, you know, they'll, Split uh, a job with you if you you come across something that you can't do, and you know you've got a franchisee in the area that's got more experience than you do. at say landscaping or turf laying or artificial turf or something like that. Uh, give them a buzz, see if they want to come and help you out on a job, and um, work out a work out a a split um, of the of the profits that works for both of you, and uh, you can learn on the job then as well.
0: And what about meetings as well? Do you, do you, have you been attending those when they've been on?
1: yeah just the zoom ones recently um but yeah no it's good we uh we went to uh we went to a a pub um can't remember which one it was like a bowls club and had uh had uh, had a meeting at brendan's at brendan's uh footy local footy um club sausage sizzle meet all the boys have a chat you know Mm. talk um talk about all the terrible customers that we've got and (laughs) (laughs) all that sort of stuff have a whinge
0: yeah but i was gonna say so as a sole operator what's some tips for franchisees in the field just for local business owners are you someone you consume a lot of podcasts or do you listen to audiobooks or how do you you mentally stimulate yourself maybe let's say doing during the day
1: the best thing about the mowing um uh, doing mowing for a living is got these in all day Uh, i listen to way too much joe rogan um (laughs) I'm starting to believe in aliens.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, look, I listen to um, audio books, podcasts um, of all sorts. Uh, I listen to the um, the NRL um, and AFL podcasts that come out. It's amazing how quick the day goes when you plug your headphones in and you listen to either three hours of Rogan or, or an audio book, um, or listen to the you know the the commentators talk about the previous football games over the weekend. That's my go-to on a Monday. I love it. I'm like,
0: yes, mm. all
1: the footy podcasts are out. <laughs> you put them
0: under, your head, you put them under your earmuffs or how do you work with your earpods? No, nah, no. Nah.
1: The, um, airpod pros are the, um, noise cancelling ones. Yeah. So, um, they're, um, they're PPE as well. That's great. Mm. Um, anyone that wants to know, uh, if not just these, there's a brand called ISO tunes um, that, uh, the guys, uh, a company called catch pro sell um, in Brisbane and they're, they're like earbuds. So you don't have to wear the big earmuffs. Um, brilliant for, for PPE. And also you don't have those massive hot, um, earmuffs on while you're, um, trying to, trying to work out in the sun.
0: Absolutely. It's a tax deduction as well. It's a business expense itself. Yeah. So
1: for they sure, are. man, <laughs> <laughs> they are Very good.
0: Now, do you, have, do you have any tips now for, for fellow franchisees? Is there something that you, you find yourself saying that over and over to other franchisees? Or what advice have you been giving people up in your region?
1: Advice? Wow. Um, I think... I think uh, for, for new... Well, what we just talked about before, maybe for, for new franchisees, um get, listen and um, consume as much content as you can um about the industry uh, whether it be um, YouTube podcasts talking to other business owners around the area and um and gather as much information as you can and treat it um treat your business like it's a hobby, not a job like when I say hobby, I mean like you you, you grow to love something. The more you immerse yourself in it, mm. the more you love it. And the more, I mean, let's face it. We get to look at the toys we get to ride around on and um, play with on a daily basis. I love it. I'm buying a new mower at the moment. I haven't told the missus, but <laughs> <laughs> like just immerse yourself in it. And you'll find um, you do that with anything you love. And you, it's, it's, it becomes, uh becomes in a bit of an obsession rather than a, than a job.
0: That's a, that's a great point. Um, so what, what podcasts or what resources in the lawn and garden care industry can you recommend?
1: Uh, definitely um, the Ask Jim. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> nah, look, um, I, I love listening to uh, a bloke in uh, Canada um, called uh, Julio Tomei and it's, it's Lawn Care Business Success.
0: Okay,
1: yeah, um, he's got a good one, yeah. He does, he's yep. a good one. Um, I went right back and listened to his earlier episodes. He was a gym um, back in the day. Uh, he did go independent, but um, that was after, I don't know, years and years as a as a gym there. But uh, he's got some really good information. Uh, I also, uh, on on um, YouTube and uh, Instagram, I follow um, Martin Saifidi in uh, the Central Coast who's um has a business is called mowing and growing and um the same deal he's a he's got heaps of good information um the problem with a lot of these guys though is they wind up becoming ambassadors and <laughs> just trying and flog your stuff yeah,
0: yeah
1: so just just listen to experienced um experienced um uh, business owners that, that's 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 what i do
0: I think saying, I'm thinking that it's a good point. though, immersing yourself in something where you, and you might develop more of a passion as you go rather than yeah. just seeing it as, you know, I'm just going to rock up and I want to make this dollar figure per week and that's it. And that's the only way you think about it. You know, you can yeah. really, there's so much stuff online where you can, especially in lawn and garden care, if you go to YouTube, there's so much good stuff in America as well. And um, you know, with various, as mm. in Australia as well, but I think immersing yourself into it to get a passion for it's a really good point. I don't think, I don't know if a lot of people really do that sometimes.
1: No and, and you can do it in a um in a service based industry like we are whether it's your dog washing your um your antennas or whatever it is uh, it's cool stuff that we get to do <laughs> you know it's not like we bought a franchise and we're sitting behind a counter making um subway artistry what do they call them sandwich artists well, the sandwich artists know? yeah yeah <laughs>
0: I think from doing these with people, the, the, the passion really does come through. I've done it with Aaron from Jim's Antennas and dog grooming franchisees. You don't need to talk to them about passion. They all love what they do. And I think developing yeah. a passion or <clears throat> developing a love for what you do is something that can be done as well. Um, I think it's a really good point. And immersing yourself in the industry. like as you, So with all the machinery, for example, what are, you, what are you running at the moment with machinery?
1: So I've got uh, the standard set up for uh, push mowing. I've, I've got a 21-inch Honda, Hru two one six that's a called. self-propelled
0: one. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. The standard one that's on display at the um, training yeah, center one. there. It's
0: a good one. That
1: one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's the, it's the industry standard. I'm pretty sure. Um, a few people are getting different ones, but, um, I run a, um, Bush Ranger, um, um, a brush cutter, whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, my hand tools consist of the hedge trimmer hand blower, you know, um the the basic mowing setup for residential mowing, which is what you want when you're first getting started just that'll that'll do you a mower whippersnipper a snipper blower and you're away but um then you get the fun stuff I've got a uh, toro sixty inch um, z master six thousand it twenty five k an hour it goes Joel. <laughs> that's, pretty fast, <laughs> that's,
0: that's pretty
1: fast um and uh and um, I'm picking up a new Toro 30-inch um, self-propelled mower as well uh, in the next uh, next week or so. And um, they're all fun, you know, especially to ride-on. It's 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 awesome. And if, if you be smart about it, you get a zero turn. Don't get like a lawn tractor one with a, a steering wheel and stuff. It's all about profit, profitability, getting in and out of the job as fast as you can. So I bought the biggest mower that I could possibly get. Um, after after starting with a like a 42 inch, um, I had all the same clients, 42 inch hustler mower. I had that, I kept all my same clients and I upgraded to a 60 inch. Takes me half the amount of time now and I'm still charging the customers the same amount.
0: Fantastic, so, that's, a great, that's a great little advice just for people there on how to be good mm. at their jobs. Is there any other tips regarding being quicker at jobs or any bit of advice around that?
1: Yeah, get, uh, get a routine. Um, on each each property, each property is different. The first time you do it should take you, should be the longest it takes you. And then the next time you get a little bit quicker. And then by the third and fourth time, you're probably shaving about, oh, you know, on a standard lawn that might take you about an hour to do. Uh, when you first start, you should be cutting that down to about 40 minutes or so. Um, and uh, have a set routine every single job you get to, um, whatever your routine is for unloading all your gear, um, it makes you as fast uh, as you can possibly be. If you do the same thing Mm. every time you get into a rhythm, you can just about do it with your eyes closed.
0: And on your channel, you had some really good advice um, about equipment, about commercial grade and let's say domestic grade. And some people go and buy the, let's say the domestic stuff and realize they should have got the commercial. Maybe you want to go into that a bit.
1: Yeah. Don't stuff around with residential or homeowner equipment. It's just not worth it. You pay half the price. It won't even last half as long. It'll, it'll get you sometimes only like a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, what a lot of people forget, I think is, is we're mowing, uh, five to 10 lawns a day, you know, uh, whereas you'd be doing that over, over a few months at, if you were just doing your own lawn. So a lot of people buy residential stuff, um, with cheap um, parts and they just don't last just pay the extra money go into a, um, a, a proper mowing dealer that looks after contractors and they'll point you in the right direction. Don't go into Bunnings. Steer <laughs> clear of the, the whippersnapper aisle in Bunnings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a professional mower shop. Um, yeah. And they yeah. obviously they'll help you out.
1: And most of them are franchisees themselves. You go into the steel shops or whatever mower center. Um, they're either a local small business independent or they're a franchise. And they look after contractors. That's their bread and butter.
0: Now I'm going to ask you a bit of a different question here. With customers in their house, and is there any, from a from a from a mowing business owner perspective, garden care business owner perspective, is there any hmm. advice or anything you can think of that you would love customers to know, um, you know, when when engaging someone to come and do their lawn, is there anything they should be specifically asking for, or from a customer's perspective, is there any advice you can give for them?
1: Is there something that the customer should be um, asking?
0: Yeah. So a lot of people, I don't know. I'll probably take myself with this. I would have no idea if I engaged a mowing, you know, mowing and garden care franchise to come around. So yep. what, what should I expect from you guys when you rock up or girls, when you come in my property, what's the process?
1: Um, let us know if you've got a dog. <laughs> dog one, yeah. <laughs> and pick up its dog poo. Dog poo. Dog poo's a good <laughs> Because you guys will charge
0: for it if <laughs> one picks up the dog poo, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's it. Um, and look, uh, most people, um if they're getting you to mow their lawns, uh they don't really want to be doing um the other stuff, the other gardening stuff as well. So um what you actually need done if you're if you're a client and you want uh mowing, if you want the lawn looked after on a yearly basis. Um we can do, you know, fertilizing, weed control, mulching the garden beds, weed spraying or in garden beds. It's it, you just want to um um find out exactly. I don't think the customer should have to ask for anything. I think the, I think the franchisee, you should, you should be um, trying to sell your business and sell your, um, your expertise to them. So these are things that I think the franchisee needs to do, but um, find that out from the client, find out exactly what they need done. And, um, and you'll find that what you've got in your head, there's probably more you can do for the client. You might be thinking, Oh, I'm here for a regular Mo, but, they might want those hedges trimmed. They might want the um, weeds pulled, fertilization done, all that sort of stuff.
0: How, what's your style on approaching that? Cause I know can, it can be awkward for some people to upsell sometimes and some people might not mm. have that confidence. So how do you go about, let's say, approaching that subject with the customer?
1: I find if you, le- if, if you notice something, um, this is just a little trick that I do. If you notice something, don't jump onto it straight away. Say you, you see a, um, a hedge and it's getting a little bit overgrown leave it until the next visit and if it's still like that or it's, it's getting, it's getting, um, they haven't, they haven't done anything about it. Then, um, it makes it a lot easier to to approach the customer because you know that they're not, they're not getting around to it. They don't want to do it. Um, and, uh, that's, that's the approach that I take with anything. If I just notice, um, little things, I'll I'll see it. And then I'll leave it till the next time. See if it's still not done. And then you nine times out of 10, you're going to get that. And, and, and it's, um, if you're not comfortable, um, cause you feel like you're trying to upsell, you know, the old would, do you want fries with that thing from McDonald's? Um, you, you word it like you're taking care of it for the customer. So, um, you know, he, he, oh, I just noticed the the hedge out the front is a little overgrown. Do you want me to take care of that for you? I can just um, knock a bit off the top for you and, and do it every time I'm here, if you like, um you know, with charging whatever your price is, but um, always angle it so that uh, you're looking after the client and you're doing them a favour rather than trying to trying to sell to them the hard sell.
0: That's a good approach on the second visit. So the first visit, you just do what they want. And then on the second mm. visit, you can then start as they know you can do the job and you, you sort of know them. Then you can sort of slowly drop things like that. If, if yeah. that's you want to go about it. And obviously always a written quote as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, always get a written quote. Even if you just give them to it verbally and they just want a verbal quote, you've got their details. Just flick it through. Just flick a quote through. It's mm. save you so much headache. <laughs> so much headache.
0: Let's talk about the complaints process, which is quite controversial. Um, oh, do we have yeah, to? I,
1: I, John? I, didn't, I, didn't no, I didn't check it record first. I a no, I'm, I'm good, actually. I've got a bone to pick.
0: <laughs> okay, all right,
1: we'll go for it. Go for it. No, no, go, we'll, go ahead.
0: <laughs> now, so, what's your, so what's your rating? Do you know your star rating on the top of your head?
1: Um, I'm at 4.9. Which is, um, which is
0: brilliant.
1: Yeah, when, you know, I think because it, it's 4.9, I'm pretty sure it's over 4.9, sort of 0.5. So it should just teeter over to five shouldn't
0: it? <laughs> I think you can get um one removed every six months or something I think there's something like that if you want to do yeah I've
1: already onto that I've got a team to do that about six months ago I might have to have a look at actually I might have one I might be able to knock one off
0: <laughs> well, let's, well let's talk about your bone to pick the complaints process then what's your bone to pick with it
1: no nah, no no that was it I was just having a joke oh was around. that it <laughs> I, I've been I keep getting five stars and I keep going back and checking, still 4.9. <laughs> Come on.
0: <laughs> make sure, we'll make sure you get those removed and email. Jim at, Jim at Jim's done directly for it as well. But I was going yeah. to say, with the complaints process, it's quite controversial and it can definitely cause a lot of angst. And I, from an outsider looking in, obviously I'm a bit, I'm inside the business a bit hard, but I think that the, how much franchises care about complaints is brilliant because I, mm. just, I just think as an independent person, I don't think they do. Whereas I, I know how serious franchisees take it. It's probably the most common thing for angst is is the complaints process. But I think it's a great reflection on not only the franchisees, but obviously how much serious, how serious Jim is the customer service. So what's your take on the complaints process in general? And have you ever had one? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. I've had a handful. Um, I wouldn't say complaints. I think um, I had a, a couple of low star ratings um, that were, put through as a complaint, but I mean, it's, it's, I haven't had a client, um, call me irate or anything like that, or call the call center, but I like the way it works. Um, the, and I think the reason why um, independents don't, um, don't, I think they would care as much if they saw it, if they had a process there where they could see how many unsatisfied clients they had, whereas we get it in front of us, we can see cause the survey gets sent out. Right. Um, but, Uh, I like the way it works, uh, because most of the time there's comments left there. Um, if you haven't done anything terrible where the customer doesn't want to hear from you ever again, um, you can, you can fix the problem and get the, um, complaint wiped. Yep. Um, and, um, it gives, you, it gives you something to strive for as well. I mean, that's like I said, I always check. This. The moment a survey gets sent through, I always open it up and have a look and see what they said. Pump my tyres up a bit. <laughs> Makes you feel good, you know?
0: Mm. <laughs> have you had 55-star um, surveys yet?
1: No. no. You get a, I have, you get a feature on the
0: website when we do it. So when you do it, get Brendan or yourself to let us know and we can feature on the website.
1: Yeah, I am I'm all over it. It's what I've been focusing on um, for the last couple of months is trying to trying to get to the fifty just so I can get a picture of holding a trophy <laughs> next to Brendan.
0: <laughs> I hope I, hope, I hope sort of started a trend with it when they sent through things and and they're right over I'll be calling
1: time. him telling him. I'll, yeah. I'll be calling him up and telling him, come on, man. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. Get, get something for him I think it's great that we do that. But I was gonna say as well, with the um with so you're quite prolific with social media in your business. Um, which I think is great and fantastic. And that's something I love as well. So maybe do you have any advice for franchisees on maybe why you think it's important or if they're not too, let's say, comfortable with it, how do you go about, you know, doing it or any advice for them?
1: I I just do it just for fun. Uh, it's, it's not really, um, it, it doesn't generate a great deal of um, business. Um, I, I find, I mean, I'm sure you, I'm sure you can, I'm sure there's, there's, there's ways to go about it and to try and monetize your social media, but I just do it to stay connected. Um, I I get to chat with uh, other guys in the industry, um, share photos and, um, see work that they're doing and, and, you know, and the, and the YouTube stuff, I just do that just for other franchisees just to, um, let them, let them know from a, from a franchisee in the area that's, that's living the life. I mean, it, it's, yeah, that's all it is. Plus I'm, I'm pretty sure we're all addicted to it in some way.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. so. Um, social dilemma on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh that.
1: dude, i just watched it two days ago. I'm, I don't know. I'm torn.
0: <laughs> yeah, I downloaded an app to stop me. So it tells me, it, it tells me like literally every two hours, how long I've spent on my phone. And you think you start adding it up at the end of the week and go, Oh gee whiz, what am I doing with my life? You know, I've spent yeah. 10 hours on my phone in the week or whatever it is. So,
1: yeah. Yes. No, nah, look, I, that, that's it. I, I just do it for, for um, a bit of fun and, and you know, I get more comments from my mum than anything on my social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some, some ways <laughs> a good way
0: for your parents to keep in touch is to see what you're doing on social media. Yeah. The only way. <laughs> but I was going to say, what what do you really like? So you've mentioned a bit about the business. What do you really like about it? Like, what do you take out of it? What's your, what, what do what do you see as the main benefits from being a Jim's mowing franchisee?
1: Oh, there's so many. Um, I, I talked about the health benefits before. Um, I'm healthier and fitter than I've ever been. Um, and I've been active my whole life. I've been, I've played sport my entire life mm. and I'm uh, healthier. I'm fitter. I'm outside breathing, breathing fresh air. I'm spending, um, twice as much time with my family, um, with my wife and my, my son, than I, than I was uh, living in the city behind a desk. Um, it's just, uh, and, and it's yours. It's your business. It's my business. Even though I've got his sexy mug on my um, <laughs> on my uniform and your shirt, it, which yeah. I want by the way, the blacks, the, yeah, the black, the three, white on black. Six
0: of these available. And, <laughs> when we can get back in the office to post stuff, I've got to try and get some done.
1: But yeah, man, it's 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 just um, it's just a much much better lifestyle than what I was living before. And uh, I think uh, anyone that wants to uh, have a business have support um and be able to make a good living um by doing some honest work it's the way to go doesn't matter which division either it's, it seems like it's all pretty much the same across the board from what i from what i hear from other franchisees
0: yeah the the income thing is also was your income more or less um than what you previously were doing
1: uh, look it, it, it was less um but it, it, the lifestyle outweighed it by, by a ton. Mm. Uh, I was, I was on a, I was a, an area manager, um, looking after about 12 stores, um, retail stores in, uh, in Perth and I was on a good wicket. Um, but it's not, it just wasn't worth it. And, you know, you put in some work and I'm almost where I was then now anyway. So it's just,
0: you hear that a bit, yeah. You hear that, let's say, from the corporate types or from people with similar roles to you, that they, after a while, they build, eventually, build back up to what they probably were on, or even exceed it. Mm. They have these extra, be- they have all these lifestyle benefits where they can drop off the kids from school, a lot more family time. They're fitter, they're healthier, and they're actually happy doing what they're yeah. doing.
1: Yeah. And that's, what's it worth? Like, what's what's you, you know, you're not going to get buried with your money. Well, that's so, a,
0: that's that's a great point. And there's a lot of rich miserable people. I can tell you. I can tell you. That yeah. Right now. So. Yeah. there's a lot of people learning not much who are doing something they love and they enjoy and they they're really really happy so it's definitely what what's important to people i guess and family is a big thing for our franchisees and for people who come in gyms it's always the same thing what you're saying is it's yeah. the family time having a young family you know you can see them go up so what's your typical day like is it are you start at six in the morning and finish at two or how's your typical day look
1: that's about it yeah six six and two or um seven and three it's um great hours. So I, yeah man oh, it's awesome um, He's got
0: me working nine till nine, so it's. I need, well, I need to mate,
1: free. you're you're the um you're you're the man behind the scenes getting everything done. <laughs>
0: nah, I've never <laughs> seen me on a whippersnapper. I damaged the lawn, so <laughs> I wouldn't want to. Get, I get too many complaints and booted out. I reckon, but um. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But that's a great. But that's a great hour. It's a seven or three. Is it? How young are your kids?
1: Uh, I've got a five year old. He turns six on Saturday, actually.
0: Yep. Five, right? but you can you can drop him off from school when they. Yeah. Back school now and stuff
1: like that pick him up Yeah um, Wife does I mean Majority of the time um, My wife Gemma Does uh, pick up and, and drop off But uh, If I'm off early enough I can swing by And grab him um, I'm home I get to see him In the afternoons And play in the yard And you know We've got a few hours Of daylight uh, Left Whereas The job before I was getting home The sun's down You're pretty much You know You're rushing around Get home have dinner, watch the news or whatever, and then you go to bed. It's not really, not really much of a life. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, that's a really good point. And I was going to say as well with the, um, as you said, the fitness thing, but you've got time for hobbies as well. So there's obviously things you like doing. I know there's a guitar in the background and then obviously you support the footy and stuff and you mentioned gym before. So you've got time as well for yourself to do things you enjoy as well during the week. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. It's great. I've, um, I uh, shoot archery. I've got a... Um, uh, a target out the back, I get home every afternoon pretty much and go down there and fire some arrows away and kick the footy and watch the footy, drink too many beers, you know, that <laughs> stuff.
0: <laughs> Are you working five days a week or what's your typical, typical week? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah five. Um, if I have to work, if, if you know, if we get rained out or something, I work a Saturday or a Sunday um, if I have to, but most of the time I just stick to Monday to Friday
0: and what's your plans in the next coming year? As you said, you want to do some more splits or splits mm. next thing? Is there anything else you want to maybe work towards or you just happy doing what you're doing, having a great life doing what you're doing?
1: These first uh, few years, I'm happy just cruising along. Uh, like I said, do the split. Um, and then uh, look at, uh, look at probably getting uh, Gemma, my wife out on the, um, on the tools uh, full time. She okay. was in hospitality up until right. recently. Um, as you know, as you know, with the whole, Uh, the COVID thing that threw a spanner in the works. So um, she's going to come out and uh, she, she came out and did a, did a whole day with me the other day. And um, her forearms were, she was like locking up, sitting on the couch. (laughs) 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 So it's going to take a while, but um, yeah, that's the plan. Turn it into a bit of a family business. That's great. A
0: lot of husband wife teams that I've seen out there, which is, and you never, and it's great. You hear, you need to hear just positive things about it. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. We do I mean you enjoy um each other's company a lot more too, I think. Um look, since, since since I've started doing this. And um when Gemma comes out on the road, you you get to spend the day together um in a sort of a, a work environment, but it's not you know, it's not a real work environment. It's you, you're out there with your partner and get to be yourself and you don't have to pay them. That's pretty
0: good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely good. Yeah, Family labor, that's a big one in the, the gyms with some of the franchisees. There's kids sometimes in school holidays yeah. and there's, there's wives and there's family members and stuff like that. Yeah. Dad, it's father-in-laws and everything like that. So, yeah, Get them in is, there. Definitely is a family business. But I just love it how it's a great vehicle where you can... People on the outside, you know, looking at you, you think, oh, it's a mowing franchise and I think it's just mowing and this and that. But as you said, so much time for yourself, for your family. Your wife can come work with you. You drop with your kids from school. You're fitter, you're happier, you know, your money's up there. You know, I just think it's a, it's, I'm very happy for you and for my franchisees and for other franchisees who have just taken action to do it. So what do you think, just out of your opinion, stops people from taking the action? Because the hardest thing I think is you're in that position where you're working and you're on good wicket and you go to this uncertainty period and then you're happier, let's say, two years down the track, but there's that gap in between. So what do you think would help or what, why do you think people don't sometimes make that that leap?
1: That's fear. It's, it's fear of uncertainty and, um, uh, destabilizing the norm. I mean, when you, when you're in a, a good, uh, safe job where, you, you know, you, you, no one gets fired anymore because, um, and it, this is just my personal opinion. No, no one's, um, no one's held, um, uh, as accountable as they should be in, in roles working for companies, especially big companies these days. Um, and you sort of, you get stuck in a, in a bit of a, uh, a rut and you just, um, stay with the normal and what you're used to. And you, you underperform a lot of times. This is, this is just me. Um, well, this is what I did as well. And, and you start to, you go through this routine of just getting up and doing the same thing every day uh, and you don't really enjoy it, but you don't want to try and disrupt it because you don't know what's on the other side. Mm-hmm. You don't know um that's why i think these videos that you do with um franchisees are uh are, are really beneficial it's um letting people know that you can do it um there is a risk of failure but there's a risk of failure doing anything there's a risk of failure there's a crossing the road um there's just it's it's a fear of of um just stepping outside of the comfort zone and and uh trying something new
0: I think the comfort, yeah, the comfort zone thing is, and then a year later, you hear the same thing, I wish you did it sooner and, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And then, you know, it's not a set up thing. And that's why I like doing this sort of format because it's clearly not something where you're reading off a script. It's just a chat. And then um, you're free to say whatever you want. And then we'll obviously put mm. this up in a long, long format. So thanks for your time, Roll. We've nearly gone for an hour. Um, oh, have we?
1: Yeah, we've nearly wow. gone for
0: an hour. It's been great. Um, Sorry, I'll waffle on a bit there. No, no, it's good. And I recommend (laughs) anyone. So, Roy, do you want to give out your handles for your YouTube channel and for Instagram?
1: Yes, so it's uh, It's uh, greens, greens, lawn and garden.
0: And your YouTube channel is quite good.
1: Yeah, Yeah. look, I've only got a few videos up there, but um, I'm just going to keep doing them. It's just, um, when I think of stuff in my office slash car, I just, um, I just think of stuff and uh, I'll just I'll waffle on for a few minutes about stuff, the experience that I've had or that's something that I've noticed. And um, a few bloopers um, on there as well, which I think people will find pretty funny.
0: No, I think it's great. I think definitely give it a watch, especially if you're thinking about the Mowing franchise. Obviously, we have produced stuff from our end, which is, you know, smaller clips. But with your stuff, there's a nice, I think it's like a six-part series you did on B- b- mind franchise you went from start to finish it was quite in depth and i think it's a really good video for anyone yeah. to watch
1: yeah thanks man That's well, thanks awesome. for doing it off your
0: own bat as well because we, we didn't ask you to thought you just did it so it's
1: uh, great. i think
0: out.
1: without um without being without throwing too much shade um uh it's a, a lot of the, the the franchisees um videos that that, that i've seen um the guys are relatable, but they they seem to be pretty handpicked. Um, and uh, I just figured I'll just make some videos from me sitting in the car, which you do a lot <laughs> um, of just uh, talking about the, talking about the job. And um, I think it's a little bit more relatable.
0: Yeah. Well, we, we've done, Um, it's definitely, well, it's a good point, but we definitely, when we do it, we always get, you know, the franchise always says, I will have someone good to put for you, you know, so you've got to run with what, what they give you as well. But we've tried to do, that's why I like doing these longer form things because it's a lot more, you get a lot more out of someone. It's not just the minute grab or, you know, the same yeah. story arc, what you did before, how you're going now, how much you're making. There's a lot more that goes into it. And that's why I like yeah. doing these longer form things. And, you know, and hopefully if anyone has made it to the end of it and they're thinking about it, you know, you've heard from Rory, Rory yourself. And you, I definitely recommend the YouTube channel. I'll go on and about it again, but your YouTube channel, with that six part series, I think it's really, really great. Genuine, authentic content on a franchise. I just think it's fantastic. And um, yeah, I'm glad call we me. allow it because I don't think a lot of other brands would allow someone to do that, but I'm glad we do.
1: An old boss once told me, You're better off to um, beg for forgiveness than ask for, for permission.
0: <laughs> you, know, you know It's funny? I had an old boss, I'll, I'll, I'll name him, Yaddern in Insurance, said the same thing. He says, Ask for forgiveness later, just do it. Just yeah. Do yeah. Same. <laughs> <laughs> same type of thing. Was there anything, any final thoughts or any comments you want to leave, Roy, before we, we cut it short?
1: Um, no, man, I, I'm 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 really happy. Thank, I, I just want to say thanks for um, uh, giving me the opportunity to have a chat to you and uh, stuff. I've been following you for for a while with your um, um with your um, content um, as well. You you've got a, a podcast. Um, uh, the um, uh, genuine combos, um, yeah, authentic combos. Gonna, authentic might, might combos change,
0: might change the name, but um yeah, we'll see. Yeah,
1: and um no, it's good to speak to you.
0: Thank you very much, Roy. I really enjoyed it. Um, and if anyone's thinking about anything well, Jim's Mowing related, and we, what, sorry, what's your territory? Let's give you a business a plug. What's your territory? Uh,
1: Jim's Mowing Perigian Beach.
0: Perigian Beach. So if you ask for yeah. Rory, Perigian Beach, 131546, they can put you in touch. Beautiful. Thanks for that, Rory. We'll leave it there. Thanks, man. And that's it, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Jim's Cast. We hope you enjoyed it. So make sure you leave us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you've got any suggestions on how we can improve or any topics you would like Jim or anyone else to hear, please let us know by sending them through to socialmedia at gyms.net. We hope you have a great week. And make sure if you want to learn more about the Gyms Group, you head to www.gyms.net to learn more about the Gyms Group family or to request a quote from your friendly local franchisee.